Hello. Welcome to the Slightly Unstable Podcast. I'm Taylor. I'm Kate. Thank you for joining us for episode three on this little journey. Kate and I have been uh, going down together. Um, I want to start out by saying thank you for everyone who's been listening. Mathematics has shown us that more people than we know have listened to it. Yeah. That we know are easily, actually listening to it. Yeah. Easily more people than we like. Yeah, totally. So, um, so thank you for the, all, everyone who's been listening that doesn't know us personally. Um, thank you. We hope you enjoy it. Um, we're going to try to be better about uh, having details on how to contact us in the show notes and things like that so that we can hear from some of you guys and get some feedback about what you like, what you don't like, and, and uh, see if maybe we can um, continue to grow who's listening to this yeah. so that's pretty exciting and i i was just telling kate we've had a lot of really positive uh comments and feedback from people we know um which you know we don't know if they're being genuine or if they're just blowing smoke up our ass but either way they're very kind yeah so yeah thank you for everyone who's been listening and these have been posted for a while and i just told taylor that our parents hadn't even listened to them until like yesterday or the day before yesterday so those views were hardly even our parents. So. I know that was wow. I assumed that all, uh, all of those downloads were you know almost mom all mom and then one dad. Right. Yeah. Um. So that's good to know. Um. We we felt like crap. People are actually listening to this. We need to step up our game a little bit. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kate, how you been since last time we talked? Pretty good. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. I went to the beach with my girlfriends. Cool. Where'd so, you go? We went to Pensacola. Cool. Um, we saw our favorite comedian, Heather McMahon. She's also from Atlanta. She has a great podcast called Absolutely Not. Um, so everybody should also go check that out. And it was great. It was a really good time. Cool. So that was my my high probably for the month. Nice. Yeah. It's it's good to just have those breaks where you just can kind of turn off everything for a little bit. Yes. And be gone. And it wasn't too long, mm-hmm. so it wasn't too... Like, How long were you there? Just, we left Friday morning and got back, like, Sunday afternoon. Okay. And so it was a, we weren't away from our kids too terribly long, but enough, if that makes sense. <laughs> enough you know? to feel like a break. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So how have cool. you been? I've been good. Um, now officially on Christmas break um, from school. Heck yeah. You so we... Much like that uh, Pirates of the Caribbean meme where Jack Sparrow's coming in right at the top of his the mast of his ship as he steps onto the dock. <laughs> uh, it's kind of how we coasted into the Christmas break. Um, we had a short day on Friday, but it somehow felt like the longest day of the school year so far. Just <laughs> uh, because it was chaos um, and the rush of getting grades put in before the end of the nine weeks and, you know, kids rushing to turn in late work that I've been begging for for a month. Right. Well, it um, is your fault. Oh, Yeah. Right. It's because I'm out to get them. Uh, Yeah, I know. That's what I told them in our group chat. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah. So I've been doing that. Um, As far as like things for me, like you were talking about having a little vacay, um, I've been playing a new game called Keyforge with a buddy of mine, Travis, uh, and some other friends uh, had kind of got me into it. Uh, So that's been fun. I'm quite a nerd, so I like to... um, do stuff like that and um, had not been playing a card game in quite a long time so uh it's been fun and you sir started therapy i did i did <laughs> i have had a whole two sessions under my belt um kate and i are actually seeing the same therapist <laughs> um so she is getting stupid in stereo at this point <laughs> um <laughs> she should easily charge us double yeah yeah yeah, the family discount actually costs more. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> Purposefully doesn't offer yeah. us appointments on the same day. Right. Um, but she's great. I've really been enjoying it. Really been more so than even just the sessions. Like, we've, we definitely uncover some stuff in the sessions, and that's been great. But I feel like it has enhanced my time just by myself, where I'm thinking about... Um, things that are going on in my life and patterns that I have and just even looking back on you know things in the past and how they affected me 
mm-hmm. like on my own, I'm, I feel like yeah. I'm now more reflective about it. Like the other day, I kind of had a realization when I was just walking through the grocery store about something. And I was kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, man, like I've never thought about this. Um, I've done that, too, with her. Yeah. So it's it's been really great. Uh, I'm really enjoying it and definitely plan on staying on um, for a while. Good. So. So what you're saying is thank you. And you're welcome. I guess. Thank you. I guess. You're so welcome. Thank you. Kate. <laughs> so what are we talking about today, Tay-Tay? Yeah, let's get to it. Um, We talked about in our first and second episodes a little bit about um, our kind of background with the church and um, how we were were or were not dealing with anxiety during that time in our lives and how when we were in that world, things would be said um, that were meant well, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some of the time, depending on who it came from, meant well, um, but was advice that was utterly unhelpful. Oh, yes. And and I remember hearing things like this and thinking, why isn't that true for me? Like, if this is true, why why isn't that, why doesn't that work for me? There must be something wrong with me. Right, yes. Is kind of what I took away from. So when, in fact, it's meant to encourage, it's actually just making it worse. Because now am I not only anxious about something external, now I'm also anxious internally. Correct. About something about me. <laughs> yes, yes. Maybe I don't have enough faith. Maybe I don't pray enough. Maybe God's mad at me. You know, whatever. Um, so yeah, none of these things really help at all. And we're gonna hear, <laughs> be here today, um, tearing them apart. Tearing them apart. Yes. Um, Which is what we do best. Yeah. It's kind of the basis of this whole podcast. <laughs> yeah. If you know our family well, you know that uh, we are quite sarcastic and we definitely have the gift of gab yeah um yeah we can we can cut with words when we choose to (laughs) (laughs) we try to use it for good not for evil but Mm -hmm. um yeah these things just bug me kate like these things are typing them out was triggering yeah just even sending me the text with what you wanted to talk about yes i was like (laughs) yeah so to kind of give you guys an understanding of what our format's going to be today kate and i have each picked three Christian platitudes that royally piss us off, and <laughs> we are going to take turns going back and forth talking about those, um, and talking about what's wrong with them and why they don't help. Um, mm-hmm. So, Kate, I think you said you were going to go first. Yes. Okay. What do you got for us first? Taylor, I just want you to know that it's okay if you're having a giant crisis, and that you had a huge public panic attack because everything happens for a reason oh really yes i just wanted you to know that you know what you'll find that reason and we don't know what it is right now but everything happened for a reason yes Mm. that um has never made me feel better one thousand percent not yeah ever what were your thoughts on it um okay so quick thoughts no it doesn't In my opinion, um, I think growing up, if we're looking this and the like Christian, we were in church kind of thing, it was always, so if you're saying everything happens for a reason, so all of it had God's intent behind it. Mm -hmm. and That's what it implies. Yes. And so I think when you're saying, when you would look back and be like, oh, well, do I not have enough faith? Mine was kind of the opposite reaction. And it would be like. I would just kind of roll my eyes at it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's, I mean, the differences in our, like, I guess, religious history or personal religion history. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, that is so dismissive. Mm. I mean, all of these are dismissive, but yeah. this one's dismissive because, I mean, how, I mean, people just throw this around willy nilly. And so, My argument for this is like, okay, so if somebody's like child passes away and you're saying, well, you know what? Everything happens for a reason. And then if I'm like, seriously, like every, every, this happened for a reason, Mm -hmm. like this heartbreak, this like grief. And there's like, well, not everything. I'm like, okay, well just don't say that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not helpful. Yeah. Um, 
in a Christian sense, I was when I would take it more as I don't think everything happens for a reason. I think God can create great things out of really crappy situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do still think I do still think that I still think like crap happens right now, but eventually something like the domino effect way down the line mm-hmm. because of like ABC, you have like XYZ. You right. know what I mean? I think uh, I agree. And I think even apart from a Christian context, people can feel that to be true. Like even when bad things happen in your life, there I mean, it's called a silver lining, right? Yes. There's there can always be even if the vast majority of it is bad, then there can at least be something every once in a while that comes out of it that was good. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. Um, it doesn't okay. justify what happened. It doesn't justify um, your feeling, uh, you know, justify the way people speak about it, or it doesn't take away from how you feel about the situation or pain or trauma or hurt or whatever. Right. But there, it, it can happen. Yeah. I mean, so like going from that, say they were like, I don't know, a single parent, and then they went to a grief counseling, and then they ended up making a friend that became their lifelong best friend, or they like found somebody and that became their lifelong partner like you like there's always that and that's like the good stuff that people try to apply to that it's like well everything happens for a reason man yeah i mean look like this happened but look where you are now but but it's also something with this too though is like um if one little good thing happens in an utterly terrible situation christians will point to that and go see look (laughs) See, look, God had a plan. Look what happened. You know, yeah, you went through decades of terrible abuse, but you made a friend at counseling. It's right? Like, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. You know. Um, it's just like it's a um, it's a Hallmark card of a pat on the back. Mm-hmm. I mean that. I mean, that's, and you could say that with all of these, but. Just, yeah, that's every single one of these is like, oh, sending love and light. Right. Something to like when I was even when I was working at a church that really, really bothered me. I I remember to give an example of this specifically, there was a time when there were like a few bad tornadoes that came through North Georgia. um, And someone who went to our church lived up that way, had just moved up that way. Two houses near this person's house were destroyed. I mean, leveled by tornadoes. And their house was relatively unscathed. And when they were, I was standing there while they were talking about the situation, and everybody's like, we're so glad you're okay, and blah, blah, blah. And she was saying, like, yes, it was really just God's providence. (laughs) Or God's blessings really saved us. And I'm like, so what did (laughs) those people do? That caused them to get their shit rocked. Right. Like, mm-hmm. it is so dismissive of yeah. other people's hurt to say, you know, God blessed us. You know, like, God saved us. It's, right. It's implying yeah. that God God had it out for the people around yeah, you. Or didn't care enough. Or... Or didn't care enough about them to intervene. Right, yeah. Or Or to imply somehow, I've heard this too. That because other people aren't Christian enough or have enough mm. faith that they weren't spared, whereas other people who went to church were, mm. is so is is so such a narrow minded thought about God. Right. Yeah. Uh, it just baffles me. Yeah, it's definitely I, all of these as well. Kind of, um, it it always makes me wonder like what God has to say about these. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, because people throwing this around and then so it's like saying somebody tried to commit suicide Mm -hmm. and it they were they ended up being saved they were okay they were healing and then i don't know they get a new job or something you know like you know everything happens for a reason at that time yeah it's like what a dark place and it's just i think the whole thing is just it's very dismissive of somebody. Mm. It's very invalidating of somebody's feelings. Right. Um, 
And I just don't think it's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just like it's said yeah, I don't, so frequently. I don't believe that either. And pe- Yes. And then kind of like I said, people pick and choose. I was like, okay, so you're saying like that child getting cancer, like that's the re- – like there's a, there's a reason. Right. And then like, well, no, I wouldn't say that to them. Yeah. And I think um, – Let's, we're going to go ahead and shift into another one of mine because yeah. I feel like we're bleeding into it now. Yeah. So moving on to number two, my pick is it's all part of God's plan. <laughs> yes. um, these two are very related, very related. And I think what comes up when I think about this whole thing is the problem of evil. Uh, yes. Um, I just had that. Who is that. responsible for evil? Is it God? Is it Satan? Is it the world? Is it the, you know, the phrase always, we just live in a broken world. Right, yes. And disease and death happen and, and destruction happens and there are hurricanes and natural disasters and, um, and it just all feels empty when people say that. And I think to imply that God is the cause of evil is going down a path that people don't understand what they're really saying when they say it. Right. Like they've heard this phrase, it's all part of God's plan, everything happens for a reason, whatever, so many times that they just, they don't understand that they're implying that God is is causing evil to happen in people's lives. Right. Um, but it's okay. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Stupid. Yeah. And, you know, so we kind of covered two with that one because I feel like those kind of relate really well. They do, but then so yeah, everything happens for a reason. It's kind of like an, it's like an in the moment mm-hmm. kind of deal. And then the, it's all part of God's plan. It's always like you know you just have to look at the bigger journey, right? You know, I don't know how many times I would hear that. It's like taking, it's it like I said, it's just dismissive, right? You know, it's like you're going through absolute hell right now, right? But you know what? God intended you to go through this absolute hell right now. You know? Yeah. I always remember thinking, too, like, people would tell stories about, like, missionaries who went to a place and then were killed because of their beliefs or or something like that. And they would point to these stories and go, look at that. They were willing to do anything for, for to you know, for God's plan. <laughs> and it's just like... Yeah, do you think that if they could take that back, they wouldn't? <laughs> They're not here to defend them. Like, do you think if, if they had decided not to go live with that tribe of people and <laughs> who were known cannibals, and then, <laughs> like, I forget the guy's name, but there's a story about a guy who came from a wealthy family. This is, like, in the like late 1800s, early 1900s. Like, went to live with a tribe like that to minister to them and to, like, evangelize to them. And they killed him. Mm. And it, I remember, like, I remember a pastor telling the story as like his main hook for a sermon one time, being like, "What? <laughs> uh, sure, but do you not understand that if that guy could go back and go, uh, maybe this wasn't such a great idea, he wouldn't take it back?" You know what, Todd? I'm actually going to stay home on this one. Yeah, I think I'm just going to, yeah, do some evangelizing here at home. Um, so anyways, those kinds of things just run all over me. But so going back to the anxiety, when somebody says this is all part of God's plan mm. and then that everything happens for a reason. Now, everything happens for a reason. I, that's an automatic eye roll for me that this is all part of God's plan. That's so anxiety inducing. Yeah. Because now you're trying to Nancy Drew. OK, well, where, where is this in the plan? What's going to happen? But, you know, I mean, that and I don't think we have this one sat down to talk about today. But then that leads into the you just have to. Well, it kind of like we said last time, let go and let God, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. And um, so then it's like you're giving up that control. And obviously that's like an issue with anxiety. But then if you just say that's all part of God's plan, I remember thinking, OK, well, I'm being like kind of lazy. You know, it's like, I'm not really doing anything. And then, like, you're saying this, like, whole grandiose thing of all God's, like, whole plan for your life and all this stuff. So it's like, yes, you're struggling with your anxiety right now. 
but like where you're like it's just all part of God's plan you know what it's just gonna like come out in the wash and it's just gonna like you're gonna see later on in life why he put you through this I think somebody actually told me that one day and I was like well he better tell me like right now because I'm really struggling right now yeah um yeah people don't understand that that does nothing for your current situation yes that is absolutely yeah especially for somebody with anxiety yeah all of these like i said all right kate what's your number two this too shall pass oh what a great lead-in <laughs> i mean these all now that we're kind of running through them these are all really bleeding into one another but yeah. this too shall pass yeah was the anxiety attack I'm having, like the dry heaving. <laughs> so like the anxiety I'm having and like the panic attack and like the dry heaving, that shall pass. And then what the hell's going to come after? That's what I always would say. It's like, oh, this is going to pass and what the hell's next? Because this was awful. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's, and it's again, we keep, this word keeps coming up, but dismissive. Like, mm-hmm. like. Hey, I'm struggling right now. My heart is broken. My mentally, I'm in shambles, and I don't know which way is up, and I don't know if I can even go on anymore. Well, this too shall pass. <laughs> People have that tattooed on their bodies. Yeah, and, I, and it's just—it's one of those things where it's like, well, well, sure. I hope <laughs> right. because I—if I can't live like this, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that um, sense of, of doom. Mm. I feel that a lot. Um, I've said that to our therapist. Um, just, I like, it's not even really the ruminating on, like, what could happen. And, like, I'm in between this, like, I'm in this uncomfortable position. Just kind of um, waiting for something in the lead up to it. And, like, the dread. And it feels like this, like inevitable like doom that's coming Mm -hmm. and that's kind of that's adding to it this too shall pass because you don't know an end date you don't know an end time right and that's complete horror for somebody with anxiety Mm -hmm. because it's just kind of like well you're just gonna have to sit with this and learn to be at peace right and 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 never mind the fact that there are coping strategies and tools and medications and mm-hmm. things you could do now to make yourself better. Yes. But we're not going to talk about any of that. No. You just need to, you know, suck it up. This yes. too shall pass. You just need to suck it up and pray about it. Yeah. Um, we'll get there. Yes, because now they're saying that time, in fact, does not heal all wounds, which I guess is kind of two and two with this one. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, no, there's still... You may kind of get over it, but there are um, you, there are things that you need to unlearn. You mm. know, like I've kind of discovered that um, in therapy. There's yeah. things and I'm like, oh, well, I'm so far past it now. It's like, I mean, that's just like, that was in high school. It's not an issue anymore. Like I have my husband, I adore him, I have my family. But then, no, I did not realize how much I carried that with me. Mm-hmm. And... Like I said, that's what they're saying now. It's kind of like, it's like, oh, study's fine. That time does not, in fact, heal all wounds. And not necessarily this too shall pass. We need to really deal with it right now. Yeah. Either it's in the moment or five years later, you should probably handle that. Right. And I think when you brought up therapy and how you carry things with you, that makes total sense because that's something I've, in my last session, um, we kind of talked about with my therapist, like, I was telling her kind of details about my religious background and just some of the hurt that kind of happened throughout that experience and specifically about a situation I had where a leader who was like a mentor to me kind of had this fall from grace sort of issue. And I remember I w- she was asking me a lot of questions about that and I was kind of getting in the weeds with all that. And she was like, how does that affect you now? And I was like, well, I don't really care now, you know? <laughs> um, and she was like, Based on the way you passionately just described all that to me, mm-hmm. you you care, <laughs> like, right? You are not over that, right? Um, so that took a lot for me to kind of go, okay, well, you know. But it's so refreshing when yeah. you get to that point. 
It is. It feels way better than just saying. This oh, I'm pass. over it. <laughs> yeah, and it, it yeah, and it feels better than just telling myself I don't care about what happened. Um, in reality, I do care about what happened. Like mm-hmm. it affected me in a huge way when it happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, we don't realize the things that we think, uh, you know, don't matter uh, about don't matter to us at all anymore or even things like you said that happened in high school or middle school mm-hmm. that we just sort of like think about every once in a while but like whatever like right. we don't realize how much we do carry that weight and we don't realize how much that shapes our current behaviors mm-hmm. and the way we in my case probably avoid certain things and avoid certain relationships with people and things like that yeah, I had an incident in high school that I had kind of dished out with the therapist, and that's how that kind of resolved, not resolved, where that kind of semicolon landed in that situation. That is my current defense mechanism to this day of just going along with what the vast majority of people are saying just to get people off my back. Yeah. And when she I kind of said there was something else I can't remember it now but as I said it I was like blah 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 oh my gosh that's what I do right now yeah and then the uh, other one she said back to me she was like you know that's exactly what you do right now yeah to other people and I was like oh yeah I know exactly what you're saying like even earlier when I was describing that situation as I was saying oh, I don't really care anymore I was realizing in my head like uh no dude you obviously care because right. you were very incensed while you were describing the situation a few minutes ago uh, <laughs> you so brought you, it up day two yeah you obviously care like you are obviously not totally over that um and that's fine and I think sometimes where people don't get the most out of therapy or don't get the most out of um whatever other mechanism they're using to kind of cope with these issues is they get to that point and then they're afraid of opening up fully because it's a it, it, to a degree there's a loss of control mm-hmm. in your own feelings like you don't control your emotions at that point right and they back off of it completely mm-hmm. and i think the important thing in therapy is to is to push past that and just sit in it oh, like yes. allow yourself to sit in it cuz the feeling's not great but it's sort of like I always use their my metaphor for therapy is like working out like Mm -hmm. that feeling in the moment may not be great, but the reward afterward is going to be worth it for sure. Yeah. Um, So at least that's been I mean, I I say all this having I've been in therapy before for other reasons, but um, but. I say all that two two uh, sessions deep, like two I'm an expert. Sessions. But well, I can say months deep with my third therapist that it's all it's always better. But when you're saying people get to that point and then they get scared and then they back off, it's because we have this ingrained in our mind that like it's there's been so much time. Why are you so worried about that? Like right, this should have passed. You know, um, that was so long ago. Time heals all wounds, which I guess. We're just adding in right now because that's kind of like a, a double back on this. It's like, oh, I should be past that. We have that ingrained in our head so bad. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the case. Yeah. So, all right. What's your number whatever one? Two. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Number two, we kind of made an allusion to a minute ago. But this phrase used to be said by church leaders at my church. And at the time, I remember thinking, yeah, that's great. And... Kate, it never once worked for me. <laughs> like to even to even think that this would work for me is just laughable and, right. and comical. Um, the phrase was, "If you're worried about it, pray about it, and if you've prayed about it, don't worry about it." Oh, in the podcast now. That's all I had to do. Mic drop. That was the original mic drop. Yeah, that's it. All I have to do is just not worry about it anymore. Crap. First of all, let's talk about prayer. Because I feel there's two elements. There's the prayer part of this, and then there's the mental worry part. Correct. Um, the internal part. What, how, am I the only one who just always felt nothing about it but anxiety whenever I had to pray? 
Uh, no, like per, like by myself or with people. How did you? How did, how was that experience for you? It was very much um, Talladega Nights. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> 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 and I'm not kidding. Yeah. I remember a couple times in the car driving. I was like, okay, yeah, I got it. Like that was just a free flow of thoughts. That's yeah. all it ever really was. Right. When I felt like I really was getting somewhere. Um, other than that, like <laughs> I would just be like, God, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And. But then that's reflecting on me. Like I said, I, this was my experience. Yeah. Yeah. I think there were times where, like you said, where I was like, okay, God, like, I don't know how to deal with this. I'm struggling. I don't, I'm, I'm like, I'm out. I'm done. Like, I don't get this. Right. Those to me were the times that it felt the best. Mm-hmm. like where prayer I felt like did something for me. Um, but if I think about those moments, I don't think that did anything more than meditating on the issue or yeah. talking to somebody about the issue wouldn't have also done. Um, mm-hmm. The way that, that we are expected to pray whenever you're a professional Christian yes, is way different. And I'll be honest, most of that just felt mm-hmm. like muscle memory. Like, yeah. these are the things we say in a prayer, which, you know, fine. But it definitely didn't make me feel better um, mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. But the the part on the worry about it part, like, I don't even know what to say about that because it just so obviously doesn't work. <laughs> like, it just doesn't it work. It might work. We're, we're coming from a skewed um chemical imbalance yeah yeah (laughs) so that's true i mean maybe it does work for some people maybe it does work for some people that don't have generalized anxiety disorder true like plus or minus some ocd tendencies um but i yes i mean i remember you saying you saying that actually those were the moments where it felt like it actually helped Mm -hmm. i 1000 percent every time i tried that was like faking it not faking it but i wasn't even believing myself Mm-hmm. You know, and then I just remember being like, well, God's not going to believe me. And then when I'm still worrying about it, I'm like, well, see, I didn't pray about it right. Right. And then there's that like twofold, threefold anxiety of, okay, well, you have all these other like mentors around you saying like, well, you just need to be praying about it, you know, and then like kind of that's it. Close the envelope. And then. So you have that. And then you ha- I already had anxiety praying because, like I said, it was right. straight up like Talladega Nights. And then after that, it was I was just I would just kind of like sit there and just like wait for it to melt away. And that never <laughs> Here happened. comes the relief. <laughs> here it comes, sisters. And then here I am, almost 28, and that has never worked for me. Yeah. And I think, too, um, there's something so insidious about it. Which you know I don't think is intended, but it's 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 like saying, okay, if you're if you're worried about it, pray about it, and then everything will be better, right? So I'm worried about something. Okay, fine. So I'm supposed to pray about it. Okay, I did that. Now I don't feel better. So there's a couple different conclusions you can come to. Either this doesn't work, which I can't believe because it 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 rubs in the face of my belief system right or something is wrong with me correct i don't have enough faith i'm not praying enough um you know there's some kind of secret sin and there's some kind of sin in my life that's keeping this from happening mm-hmm. um all of which is nonsense it's just it's, nonsense and i can say wholeheartedly that thinking alone Prevent and push me off getting on anxiety medications at least two years. Oh, sure. Probably three. Um, Yeah, if it wasn't for things like that, for all of these, honestly, I would have been on anxiety meds eight years ago. Yeah. Probably. That's what's kind of like screwed up. Yeah. As our our co-therapist would say, that's called trauma. (laughs) She's had to say that to me a few times already. Same. And I'm like. What you're describing is called trauma. (laughs) 
like, well, oh. And she's like, no, yes. It doesn't have to, you don't have to have physical. Like, right. Injuries. And it can be indirect. And mm-hmm. the trauma could not even been inflicted on you. You can have like bystander trauma, basically. Yeah. Of something you witnessed happen um, that has negatively affected you. And so much of that is built into all of these things we're talking about today. But I, yeah, like I just remember feeling like crap about myself, Mm -hmm. like really not believing that I had it all together. Like I work for a church. I'm supposed to be a leader. I'm supposed to be influencing people on how to do this. And it just like, it's never worked for me. Right. And, and again, I was faced with that choice, A or B. And I just, cause I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could choose A, I went to B. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just felt like there was something wrong with me, which I already felt like. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, cause in many, many ways, I did not have a lot of, like, I did not have high self esteem ever in my life. And mm-hmm. so, when you add that as your foundation and then add on, uh, I feel, like my brain is on fire half the day <laughs> right. because, or whenever any little thing happens, I feel like I'm going to die. And then when you add in the thing that my faith said should fix it, doesn't fix it for me. It just, it, it's, it just, it's this awful vicious cycle of continuing yes. and perpetuating anxiety and poor mental health and poor self image and depression. Yeah. Until you have that either outside person or you kind of have it with yourself, you realize that maybe something actually is wrong with me. Mm-hmm. My body doesn't process this healthily. Yeah. And then we go to medication. Mm-hmm. I specifically remember telling some of my girlfriends, you know, sometimes you can pray about it all you want, but you're still going to worry about it. And yeah. when you get to that point, then maybe you should be reflecting on something else. Yeah. Um, Cause that was my explanation getting on, uh, that was my explanation to tons of people getting on anxiety medications is like, you know, I would be praying about it. I would be praying about it. I would be looking at all of the notepads and TJ Maxx, you know, like yeah. the, all those little Bible verses and sheets and all that cases. crap. Yeah. Yeah. All the coffee mugs. But there's none that say. Shit happens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go see a therapist. Yeah. Take your meds. Did you drink enough water today? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. Yes. Yeah. Go for a run. Mm -hmm. Nothing that would actually help you manage stress. Correct. Um, Yeah. Man. Well, this leads into my next one. Or no, sorry. It's your turn. I think I've ran through mine. Oh, wait. I have not. No, you've got one more. How did I forget? (laughs) It's a doozy. God won't give you anything that you can't handle. I'm sorry your child died, but just know that God let your child die because he knew that you could handle it. That's right. That's so messed up. Oh, my God. That's so messed up. These are so awful. And, And, like, if anyone with a brain takes these to their logical conclusions right it's so obviously like ridiculous the amount of mental gymnastics you have to do to yeah. convince yourself that these and i say that having a gold medal right. and yeah. and and those mental gymnastics i mean it's just they're ridiculous yes to accept them right yes right i don't think i ever uh I don't think I ever fully believed this one from the get-go. I didn't either. I mean, And I actually had pastors who would preach about this and would say their their take on it was people say God can't won't give you anything you can't handle. I'm here to tell you that that's a lie. Mm-hmm. And they would say God absolutely will give you things you can't handle. And the reason is because he wants you to turn back to him for help. Right. Um <clears throat> Which, let's take that one to its logical conclusion. (laughs) So what you're saying is there's an authoritarian figure in my life who purposefully um, makes my life a living hell. Right. So that I will go and ask him for help through this thing called prayer that we've established doesn't take away from your anxiety. Correct. 
Because like that's called, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to quote our therapist again. That's called trauma. <laughs> that's called abuse. That's called abuse. Um, yeah. Like what? It's what? all so we can look back and see one side of footprints in the same. Oh God. <laughs> oh my God. I think we could do an entire episode about how much I freaking hate that poem. Oh God. Because just in case anybody was confused, it's because God was carrying us through it. Right. Because he if you haven't us, heard it, he threw us this shit curveball, <laughs> just so he could be like, "Look who saved the day." Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> if if God is the one who has the plan, and God is the one who's giving us all these things, is, but then God gets to be the hero. Right? Like, that makes no sense. We're both actively working through this right now. I I, we like. are. We really are. Like, we um, had this written down, but we're like, wait a minute. It makes no sense. It makes zero sense. That makes... And just, like... And also not how humans behave. Like, right. we are instinctually programmed to, when we see danger, either freeze, like some animals do, fight, or flee. And so what you're implying is that in our you're telling us now that the source of some of these issues is the person we're supposed to flee to. Yeah. You know, like what? Yeah. That's not how we're wired. Like that's not how we as human a human species are wired to behave. Right. And then it's but then it's kind of on that twofold. It's like you kind of wonder what God would have to say about this phrase. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, Christians have, us as Christians have added this in and then sprinkled it and put it everywhere. Oh, yeah. All the mugs, all that kitschy stuff. We're getting to another one of those <clears throat> for my last one. <laughs> yes. And so, I mean, but, I mean, truly, how could you sit there and tell somebody who, you know, just lost their husband, mm -hmm. like, suddenly... God wouldn't give it to you if you knew you couldn't handle it. Mm -hmm. Like, I would smack somebody so hard. <laughs> oh, my God, I would smack somebody so hard. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your last one? Oh, all right. My last one is is probably the one that effed me up the most mm -hmm. as a young adult. Um, uh, and I didn't actually send you this one. This one was one I came up with later. Um, for my third one, uh, so you don't—I don't even think you know what this one's going to be, unless you told me before you started, and I've already. I, yeah, I don't think I did. Um, this one is: you just need to discover what God's will for your life is. Ew. Yeah, this one isn't <laughs> as much a platitude as it is just something that was told to me. It's a phrase. Ad nauseum. <laughs> as a young adult, like. Oh my gosh, I hated this because everyone at that age, well, let's start by saying that college age, right? that like 18 to 22, 23, 25 is, studies have shown is one of the loneliest periods of someone's life. Mm. It's a time when they're surrounded by people, but feel like they're on an island. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely felt like that right um something i've also been talking about in therapy is just sort of like grieving the loss of my 20s mm. um not because like i'm 32 now mm. and i just don't know where my youth went like i legitimately didn't have my 20s right yeah um because every waking moment of it was devoted to the church correct um which i'm not blaming anyone for i did that to myself which is no yeah which is part of what makes me so sad about it yeah, is that I was self-inflicted. Um, and when you're in that situation and you are knee deep in Christendom and you're going to all these conferences and I was, I went to a very large college ministry um, nearby that, I mean, had like some of their biggest nights had like a thousand to twelve hundred college students at it. Um, it was massive, massive. And um, I just remember that was that was always what we talked about. Always. Yeah. 
discovering God's will for your life. What's God's will for your life? What does God put you on this planet to do? What is your purpose? <laughs> that Rick Warren purpose-driven life. What are you here to do? You know, that whole thing was what we had shoved down our throats. And I, I will say that at one point I had a pastor at that college ministry finally say, I think too many of us are concerned about what God's will for our lives is. Mm -hmm. And what the question we need to be asking is what is God's will? And he is God's will is that we, you know, the greatest commandment, love our, love our neighbor of our heart, you know, heart, mind, soul, strength, and love, uh, love God with our heart, mind, soul, soul, and strength. I'm butchering this. You know, (laughs) I've backslidden, so I don't remember my verses. Um, he wants us to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. And so I have to give that a little credit because it's better than the usual narrative that was going on, right. which was you haven't figured out what God's what what the you know God's plan for your life is. What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's kind of how I felt, yeah. and, and then when you top again, all of this is just marinated in anxiety, right? And festering. You're already panicking because you have to choose your major in college yes and then now you're panicking because you're choosing your major in life yes <laughs> and and keep in mind you've got there are, it isn't just it, it's a spiritual question that has real life implications okay. and those are always the hardest because what's god's will for my life well i don't really know well you need to take time to figure that out yeah okay cool but I'm racking up student loans trying to figure out what God's plan for it, my life is. It's like, okay, well, they're making me take KSU 101 for no reason. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> yeah, and it was $500. Yes. Um, God. You know, yeah, so that piling on is just so not helpful to that age group. Yeah. It's And what should, I mean, what it should be is, hey, you're at a time in your life where you can kind of explore and discover and learn and fail and it's okay. Oh, yes. And if, if it had been approached from that yeah. angle, I would have felt so much better about it. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until, you know, much later in life that I realized, like, it's okay. it, that would have been the time for me to try something new and fail at it. Or try something new and discover I loved it. Or mm-hmm. whatever. But instead, it was like this crippling fear of doing anything because it might not be the right choice right yeah so i end up not doing anything Correct. except what's comfortable <laughs> um and i think because of that there were relationships i didn't mm-hmm. get into that i'm not saying i would have been with that person forever but like it would have been fun just to date right. yeah. or or friends i didn't invest more in because i didn't think they were uh you know uh 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 as Christian as, as I needed a friend to be mm-hmm. or whatever, which was so judgmental All right. and yeah. awful. And there's just so much about that time period that like I, I gave and gave and gave and gave and I did not see a return in any way. 100%. Yeah. If and I, I think that's, now, yeah. yeah, I think that's, it causes, it's sad. Like it makes me sad. Yeah, if I look back Um, at it, I remember spiraling about my major. Yeah, me too. But it's like you said, it's the real life implications. It's what am I set on this earth to do? And you better figure it out right now. Yeah, you 20 year old, figure it out now. I specifically (laughs) remember somebody that used to work at our church told me in my junior year that if I was going to fail, that year was the year I needed to junior year i was 16 17 yeah can you imagine just now graduating high school and i've already thought my mark for failing was gone yeah like i better have it figured out right now that's so like if somebody said that to blair right now i'd be like listen no yeah like what what that takes away is that like as an adult i've realized like you can keep failing like right like i I mean, my whole talk I'm giving right now, <laughs> the ch- the path after I was crippled and and mentally crippled into picking anything, the thing I that was comfortable that I stuck with ended up being a failure too. So like, it's okay, right? And I had a good friend who used to talk about this, and he would say, "I'm not sure what I want to be when I grow up," 
Like, keep in mind, he was in his early 30s at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, he would always say, I'm not really sure what I want to be when I grow up. Uh-huh. And it was just kind of like this idea of, like, just because you're in a situation now or just because you're in a job now or you're in a certain level of education now does not mean that that can't change. Right. You can always change it. Um, it may take a lot of work and it may take loans and it may take a lot of crappy late nights and a lot of hard work to, to make it change, but you it can be changed. There are always things that, you know, we can do to to go where we're feeling in that moment. I mean, the person I am now is not the person I was when I was 22. At, right. And now that I'm 32, you know? Correct. Um, I have different interests. I have different outlooks. I have different beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I feel like if we're not growing as a person, in, in some way, sometimes that's not a great thing. So. Yeah. And I just remember when we would have those talks of, like, when you're at that impressionable age, and just kind of like, you better be figuring it out. But the world is yours. But you better not screw it up. But the world is yours. And it's yours for the taking. And mm-hmm. we're, like, we're the like new world changers. And so you get to this thing where it's like, okay, well, I have to make sure that there's something that gives me enough money so I can create a livelihood. Something where I can also balance it with like a work-home life. Something also where I'm going to be seeking God's will out. And then you're like, Okay, well, then what do I do with that? And then it's just like a never-ending right. tornado of yeah anxiety. <laughs> and the thing you didn't even mention, which is often the thing that goes completely overlooked, is something that you even halfway enjoy doing. Yeah. <laughs> never mind yeah. the fact that, you know, it's like, because you, you mentioned what? Livelihood, work-life balance, God's will. Yes. Like, it'd also be nice if you don't absolutely hate it. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, yeah. I remember thinking like, Am I supposed to be like, does that mean I have to be a missionary? Because yeah. I'm not big on traveling. <laughs> and then just like, I don't think they get paid that much. And yeah. it's just like, how is this going to no, work out? No, they don't. And most of them have to raise their own support. And <clears throat> yes, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Don't even get me started on that. It's just, oh, yeah. no, uh, no wonder yeah. we are the way we are. Yeah. Like we said, we're sort of uh, <clears throat> uncovering a lot of this for ourselves right now. <laughs> it's making is, a lot of sense. Yeah. And this is through the lens of, like we said, we obviously have chemical imbalances in our head. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's where we are. And honestly, the story I shared during my getting to know Taylor episode about having that full-blown panic attack at my friend's house in the front yard mm-hmm. was all because of that. Right. It was all because of, you know... What am I supposed to be doing? What does God want me to do? Why isn't this working out? Why am I not getting the classes I need? You know, am I going to be able to finish college? And I just spiraled so fast and so hard. Easily. Yeah. I had that same exact moment with Hunter. I remember sitting. It was actually after church, like on a Wednesday night, and it was just me and him. And I was sitting. We were in Zaxby's and over Zach's snacks. And I was just <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. And I didn't know if I wanted to go down, like, this route where I would have to get my bachelor's and then a doctorate or if I wanted to do, like, the uh, this other route that felt way more comfortable. And I'm just like, but what if, like, I don't know what, like, what's God's will? Like, I don't know what, my, like, God's plan for my life is. And he just was like, just do whatever you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, kind hunter. Sweet, just- kind, simple. Just do what you want. Just do what you want to do. Yeah. And he just, like, he made it so simple. And then truly my whole outlook on all of it changed. I was just like, Don't you envy that? Yeah. The ability to just go, huh? (laughs) Like, why don't you just do what you want to do? Literally. God, I wish I could do that. That is Hunter. Yeah. I I will have, this is going on a tangent, but I actually just talked to my therapist about this. I would have, she told me. You know, how would it feel if you actually just said the things that you wanted to say and you didn't navigate how people would react before you and read the room before you said it? I was like, that sounds horrible. Oh my God. You I don't sound know like if I my could husband. Ever do that. No. And I thought you said that all the time. But just say it. Who cares? Who yeah. cares how they react? I'm yeah. like, absolutely not, sir. Yeah. Because it's, I think you do this too, but like, we have a fear of, of upsetting people. 
And I, I, I guess that's from the anxiety. Oh, yes. Um, I don't think it's necessarily. It might be a little bit how we were raised. Maybe. But like not in a um, in that like fear inducing way. I think it's always like, oh, well, you need to be respectful. And right. Yeah. All that stuff. And then we Polite. took it to the like yeah. 10th extreme. Right. Of You always need to be kind. And then, oh, gosh, read the room. She definitely called me out and was like, you easily are in your mind kind of like, okay, if I say this to them, they'll probably react like this. And that's safe. So I'm going to go ahead and say that out loud. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, yeah. You don't have to call me out like that. And then I was like, you know, this is where I could be like Hunter. Granted, sometimes he says stuff. And I'm like, oh, you should have. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Read the room, Hunter. Maybe not, Hunt. Um, but then I just, yeah, I never realized how much effort I was putting into mapping out conversations. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> I... I could not even fathom the amount of time I have put into playing out a situation in my head before it's actually happened. Oh. Like. That's like looking at parking before you go to a concert. It's like, you just do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you got to know where you're going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. And then there's people like Hunter. Well, just do what you want. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Like, okay. And, like, the world's not going to fall down. Yeah. And he was just like, if you're happy, who cares? And I remember thinking I was going to disappoint so many people. And it did, that didn't happen. Yeah. And I think I'm doing pretty good. All, like, 99% of the time is always so much worse in our own brains Ooh. than it ends up playing out as. But then there's that 1%, that one time out of 100 where shit is bad. Yes. And it does go just as bad as you thought it was. And that reinforces your behavior on the 99. Yes. Yeah. But you know what? My, th- our ther- my, our, your therapist. <laughs> we are Legion. We just call her new sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what our third sibling said? Yeah. Um, she made me say out loud. So I think I had kind of talked about this in my episode, ex- like explaining my past. Um, about the car wreck, okay? And she was like, okay, so you refer to this as like a monumental thing in your life. I was like, it easily was. I had postpartum anxiety, all this stuff. It was very, very, very bad. And she said, okay, and it looks like you survived. And I was like, yes. And she was like, so what did you learn? And she said, like, don't be hard on yourself, but like, what did you learn? You know, um, you made it through. And I was just like, yeah, I made it through. And, like, the horrible things that I was, like, terrified of, I was able to do it. Mm-hmm. And blah, 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 blah. And she was like, so what if it happened again? She was like, do you think you'd survive again? And I was just like, yeah. And it's so much less scary now. Mm. You know what I mean? And so looking back on things like that, I'm like, okay. Like, it would be super uncomfortable. And granted, you're going to have to go through all this crap. But at least you know you could survive it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. I think um, ha- when I lost my job um, at the church and things were pretty bad, and it's like, I've talked about this a little bit before, but it wasn't just that I lost my job. I lost my job. I lost my social network. <laughs> I lost my, you know, personal friends and family and are people who felt like family in a lot of ways. So it wasn't just losing a job. It was losing so much more than that. So, I mean, I went through a lot of depression afterwards. Yeah. And not to mention professionally, it was something I had worked my entire adult life to build. Yeah. And then like my life's work to that point and then gone. I'm not even, I'm not even allowed back in the room. Right. You know? Correct. Um, There was something freeing in a really sad way about, like, it kind of gave me the courage to face some other stuff in my life personally that had been going on Mm -hmm. because I was like, what more could go wrong? Yeah. I, I have lost so much already 
what are they going to do to me? Yeah. Yeah. Or I remember even like, like nowadays too, like when something's going on at work and I, I drop the ball on something or like I said before, you know, I get handed, you know, five plates to spin and I can only spin <laughs> three. And so I have to drop two. And then it happens to be that one of those two gets me in a little bit of trouble and I start feeling anxious about it. I find myself now going, what are they going to do? Fire you? Yeah. If they fire you, if they really fire you over this, you've been fired before, you'll you'll bounce back again. Exactly. And that's awesome. You should feel empowered yeah. by that. I do. Um, it doesn't stop me from being uh, completely neurotic about it. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, don't get me wrong. I still get PTSD. About. Sure. But it keeps me from going off the deep end. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. That and medication. <laughs> Help me from coming off the deep end. <laughs> Well, yeah, that, I mean, that was always there for us. But, yeah, looking back on all of it and being able to say that, like, I survived it. Mm -hmm. And just being able to specifically say, like, you rallied. You got your crap together fast. You made sure everything was handled in a beautiful manner. With, I mean, like, you had every excuse, reason to just, like, do nothing. Like, you didn't... I don't think you did the... Yeah, I mean, you fought in that, like, fight, flight, or freeze. Mm -hmm. You easily fought through it mm -hmm. when you had every opportunity to do yeah. the other two. I was fired on January 31st of 2017. I was going back through um, cleaning out my voicemail inbox the other day on my phone. Well, I just got a new phone. And I was just going back through and cleaning out some old stuff. And I had a voicemail from Valentine's Day. So two weeks later, um, right at two weeks later, from the guy wanting to interview me for the position I ended up getting and staying at for two years afterwards. Two years. So like. Or two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> two weeks later, I had an interview. Yeah. For what ended up being the job that kept a roof over my head. And remember, you, I mean, quoting you, you lost your life. Mm-hmm. And two weeks later, you were. Rebuilding. Already rebuilding. Yeah. You should, be, you should feel pretty Gucci about that. I do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm quitting. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I can rebuild. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> Please don't do that. Yeah. So what are you going to do for self-care over the holidays? Ooh. Um, first of all, whatever the hell I want to do. Mm, amen. Number one. Number, Number one. Number two. <laughs> um... Hang out with my girlfriend. We we got a cool uh, trip planned that we're gonna do after Christmas. Um, that's gonna mm. be a lot of fun. We're going to Asheville, North Carolina. That'll be fun. So, yeah, I've never been. She hasn't been since we were since she was little. So we've been asking friends who have been recently what all to do, and we got a little Airbnb downtown. Um, so it's gonna be a blast. I think I'm we're really excited about it. Yeah, that's. So fun. we're gonna do that. We're going and then we're going to Athens to hang out with some friends of ours. Uh, Travis, shout out number two in one episode. <laughs> um, uh, to hang out with him for New Year's, it's gonna be a blast. So we're we're excited to do all that kind of stuff. So, and in the meantime, the week leading up to all that, honestly, just vegging out, like just decompressing and doing some stuff that I want to do and some projects I've been wanting to do, have the free time to to do. That's such a beautiful feeling. I know. And and what's funny is Kate is sitting in the room where literally all of these projects are sprawled out in my office. <laughs> um, there's crap everywhere. <laughs> From halfway done little nerd projects that I do. So, um, yeah, they're everywhere. So, what about you? What are you going to do? Uh, I'm still working because right, not you all have of a, us are part right, of that right. awesome public school gang. Yeah, um, gang, gang. We're going to Gallenberg. And that's always as excited I get uh, about it. I, Gallenberg's fine. To do once. <laughs> There's only so many fudge shops and knife stores I can go into before I go, okay. Pancake breakfast houses. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Okay. I this was cute, but I'm done. <laughs> yes. Um, it's a tradition I obviously married into. And it, I can say this publicly because they, everybody, I mean, they joke about me being like, Gallenberg. Yeah. <laughs> it's like me with camping. Not being thrilled about it. Yay. Yeah. 
I like, I end up going, I like shopping day. There's always one day we go to the outlets, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then probably just making some more of that Christmas crack that we just made mm. downstairs. What Kate's describing? It's crack cocaine, but we put some food dye in it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Green and red and little Christmas tree sprinkles. <laughs> they taste a little weird when we smoke it, but <laughs> we're kidding. Um, the Slightly Unstable podcast does not endorse the use of drugs in any way, shape, or form unless they are prescribed by a medical professional. A podcast is no substitute for therapy. Please do not take anything we say seriously or as medical advice. Um, what Kate's describing is actually brown sugar and butter melted down till it's dissolved and, and bubbly, poured over a tray of saltine crackers, and then with chocolate... Chocolate like melted chocolate kind of smeared over the top of it and then your choice of sprinkled topping and then that is frozen and then broken into pieces a la peanut butter brittle um mm-hmm. and it's freaking delicious we discovered it last year we did and we made <laughs> so much of it <laughs> like an embarrassing amount that There's kate and i exclusively ate yes mom and dad might have had a few pieces each you know what though i truly do not care i don't give a shit yeah. Not even the littlest shit. Because it's so good. Yeah. That so toffee good. part's super good. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to eat yourself into a coma. What else? Um, eat myself into oblivion. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that, you know what? That's the best holiday. Yeah. Is when you don't know. Well, I mean, like, I'm going to have to play a little Santa's Elf Christmas Eve night, which you probably uh, are too, by the way, of just I do Okay. For your niece. Because you love it, right? Uh, Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. This is involved putting stickers on some kind of playset. We have like a wood kitchen to put together. A whole playhouse to finish up. I will have to download some podcasts ahead of time to work my way through that night. Yeah. No problem. We can get it done. Yes. So happy holidays to all of our listeners. Absolutely. Whatever you may celebrate. Yeah. Yeah, enjoy the time with uh, with family and friends, and um, or don't, or or yeah, if you need space from those people, <laughs> take it, take it, um, for sure, uh, yeah. Reach out to us on Instagram. Yeah, at slightly Kate's been pod. Kate's been running our Instagram page and is doing a great job with it. So go go reach out, say hey, and um, we're we're interested in doing a part two of this because, like I said, I had mentioned it to a few people. And immediately started getting, oh, you guys should talk about this one. Mm-hmm. You guys should talk about this one. And so um, if you have an idea of one we can use for another round of unhelpful Christian platitudes or just unhelpful spiritual platitudes in some way, mm-hmm. shoot them to us. We'd love to uh, to use it and maybe we'll even give you a shout out. We'd love to bitch about it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we love to bitch about things. So <laughs> it's like an Olympic sport for our family. So... <laughs> Sure, right. We should get uh, on here one day. Yeah. We'll go over like a fart. Yeah. So, so please reach out and let us know uh, what you think. We'd appreciate it. If you want to rate it uh, and subscribe, we'd really appreciate that too. And thank you to everyone who's listening. Seriously, Kate and I started this out as just something fun to do for ourselves. And even if we were the only ones who ever listened to it, it was just something, a project for she and I to do to have fun. So the fact that people are actually listening to it and some of them are people we may not know, it baffles us. Baffling, um, <laughs> because the people that we do know don't listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't even told my best friends about this. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's funny. So yeah, please reach out. Um, and thank you guys so much. Uh, until next time, thank you.